Hey, hey, bitch pleasers. Welcome to the January 2024 Bitch Please podcast. This is the year of the dragon, my friends, and we are coming in hot. We ain't playing with our first Bitch Please Queen of the Month, the first bitch of the year, which is actually going to be a question about something. And that something is, are we being Carlos Mencia? Now, if you don't know who Carlos Mencia is, Google him. He had a problem with a few stand-up comedians with stealing their material. So, uh... I will be answering that question as far as this podcast, and we will be having a discussion about whether we think other more high-profile, if you will, podcasts might be squeezing our material a little bit. This is a very funny podcast. And we are going to protect it like a fire-breathing dragon. So as I say, homie don't play that. Ha! You know, in Living Color, the Wayans Brothers, Homie the Clown, the 90s. Come on, look it up. All right, so we'll be out of the gate swinging with that. On this show. Uh, and finally, I will be getting to my reality TV show obsession with Bravo TV and the housewives of all cities. But again, I'll be starting with the question Is Kyle Richards gay? This is a reference to the Beverly Hills housewives. Of Bravo. And then finally, uh, I had so much fun and have so many stories in this regard um, that I decided to do a Charlie Rose Stories Part 2. And what I noticed while picking out the best and the brightest of my stories, um, that the people I will be discussing uh, most of them were short. You know, we may be discussing uh, Napoleon complex issues <laughs> in this show as well. Um, as far as famous people, are they overcompensating for something? I don't know. Again, I'm not a clinical psychiatrist. But one of them, actually, was gigantic. Like, literally gigantic. And I'm going to be talking about this very large, imposing, intense person who I met. Who, obviously, I never forgot. Tommy Lee Jones. I had no idea he was that tall. And weighed that much. Yes, the very intense Tommy Lee Jones. I'll be talking about him, too. In my Charlie Rose stories, Redux for this show. All right, cool. Let's do it. 
Hey, Lauren. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We did it again. We also have technology. Well, let the audience know, um, Lauren is not with me in person. She is remote, coming to us from Queens, I believe. Hey. Hey. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so, Lauren, let me ask you a question. I got a question for you. Please. Why do we sound like B. Arthur? <laughs> you mean us? Collectively, you and I collectively. You, you and I. Have you noticed this? <laughs> yes, yes. I've been compared vocally to her for a vast majority of my life. <laughs> and it was never a bad thing. And it's kind of ironic because when I sing, my vo- my speaking voice and my singing voice are almost in two different worlds. So it's kind of cool in that way. So I think it's just kindred spirit. Let's go with that. Yeah, I also think it's, you know, I'm originally from Queens, as I've mentioned. You're in Queens now. Mm-hmm. I think you're from Long Island uh, originally. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Right. So what I started to notice is that women from our region of the country, uh, you know, Staten Island, Long mm-hmm. Island, uh, Tri-State. Yeah, like the Mid-Atlantic, the Mid-Atlantic states. Yeah. <laughs> Tri-State area, Jersey. You know, we got these gravelly kind of voices. You know, you're you're pretty gravelly. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so am yeah, I. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So am I. I mean, I think I think we sound like you know those tough broads. You know, from the from the forties. You know, Gloria Stanwyck. You know the. <laughs> yeah. Those. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do they call those film noir movies? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, sound I often- like. I I sound like I I smoke like 5,000 cigarettes. I don't even smoke, you know. I sound like I'm I'm drinking scotch and having about 50 cigarettes. Haven't had a cigarette Mm -hmm. in years. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, Leah Remini. Now, she sounds like she's from Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. And she is. And that uh, Natasha Lyonne. You know, you know that actress? Yep. Yes, I do. Natasha Leone, Michelle Visage. There's a bunch of them. Like Aquafina. I like I could the list goes on for people who are like from <laughs> around New York City. I think it's because we're all breathing the same yeah. not so fresh air that well, we all sound like this. But that's another theory that could be correct. Um but yeah, Natasha Leone, she you know she definitely sounds like she's from Queens. I don't know where the hell she's from. But um, mm-hmm. she's got to be from around here. Um, but yeah, um, maybe it's because we're just a couple of tough bitches. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. I, I mean, <laughs> too many variables to contend with. It's everything. Right. Um, you know, I guess you can take the uh, girl out of Queens, but you can't take the Queens out of the girl. You know, uh, especially when I get pissed off. Uh, that's when the Queens comes out, you know. And I have to tell you that uh, I've been practically all around the world. Uh, I, um, you know, I hold a master's degree in English literature from mm-hmm. New York University uh, with an emphasis in poetry. I'll have you know. And... Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody tries to fuck with me, the Queens comes out. <laughs> That's just, I just start swinging. Which leads me to um, 
wanting to crown the queen bitch for January 2024. Um, so Ooh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? We always sing this part. <laughs> uh, at least I do. <laughs> you make me want to burst into song, Lauren. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. Right. So this is going to be our first bitch of the year. Um, and and again, uh, it's another question. Uh, seems to be a lot of questions in this uh, episode. Um, you know, maybe it's because it's the beginning of the year. Tabla rasa. I don't know. Uh, I will assure the audience that, um, you know, it's strictly organic, not planned. And the question is... Are we being Carlos Menciad? Uh, and um, if for those of you who do not know who Carlos Mencia is, uh, he is actually uh, a stand-up comedian who is actually known as a notorious joke stealer among stand-ups. And, uh, you know, some very high-profile stand-ups have come for him like Joe Rogan, and I believe he actually even had a physical altercation with the amazing uh, George Lopez. Um, You should catch George Lopez. um, He has a stand-up from years back uh, on Netflix that is absolutely incredible. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should be getting resids. I I recommend a lot of shit on this show. (laughs) Uh, But that to the side, um, you know, the reason that, uh, that that leads me to this question is that uh, I was listening to a podcast that I've been listening to for a very long time uh, by a very famous uh, stand-up comedian, and uh, I'm sitting there listening, and all of a sudden a topic comes up that sounded familiar, and then another topic, and then another topic, and then another topic, topic after topic after topic, and... After a while, the hair rose up on the back of my neck. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just have to tell you, I felt the disturbance in the force, if you will. This was just a little too coincidental. These were topics Uh that... Yes, yes, ma'am. A little too too, um, close for comfort for my blood, okay? Because these were topics that I had literally just recently discussed in a podcast. Um, and so, you know, they, they kind of thought they were slick because, um, they were bringing up the same topics, but they were bringing them up like in a different, uh, context, Mm. you know, so that I wouldn't come for them. Um, well, let me tell you, I am coming for you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this podcast, they were pulling from this podcast? Yes, ma'am. Which I really understand. (gasps) Yes, ma'am. Okay, diabolical laughter. (laughs) Okay, um, you know, uh, so welcome to your worst nightmare. Um, Successful podcast who shall go nameless at this time. Oh boy. Uh, you don't want me to come for you, do you? You know what I mean? Okay, so let me give you an example, Lauren, of the topic, yeah. topic they brought up that first made me go, boop, what the fuck? Um, they brought up this phenomenon, Stockholm Syndrome. 
and it was right after we did it. And I'm going to tell you the Stockholm syndrome. You know, I listened to uh, an onslaught of um, material. Listen and watch an onslaught of material. You know, we are in the digital age, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I rarely have heard this term used, just generally speaking. Uh, and I have listened to hundreds of episodes of this podcast, which shall go unnamed again. Never have I heard them referred to this. Just so happened to be after I mentioned it. So I'm like, hmm. Okay. So hmm. basically my spidey sense went, boop. <laughs> and I just want to say to these people, if in fact you are doing this, You're going to need to know. You are dealing with a Scorpio. Okay? (laughs) Uh, It's true. Scorpios, uh, you know, they say that we are know-it-alls. And it's not really that we're know-it-alls. It's really more that we just know. Okay? We have a knowing about us, us Scorpios. And yes... I believe in that Zodiac shit, okay? (laughs) And, uh, you know, we are ruled by Pluto, god of the underworld, okay? And we will take you to hell. We have no problem (laughs) going there. Uh, You know, so, you know, there's a lot of aspects to this. Now, you know... You might be saying to yourself, you know, what is wrong with this chick? Is she delusional? Is she paranoid? Is she crazy? You know, and and I'll address those one by one. Uh, Paranoid? Well, (laughs) just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Okay? Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're wrong, actually. I think, like, you can be paranoid and be right at the same time. You're damn right. If you want to get sexist, you can call it woman's intuition. I don't give a damn, you know, but, uh, mm. you know, crazy. Hey, I own that. I mean, that ain't no thing. All right. Uh, delusional. Yeah. Delusional. I'm delusional. <laughs> Sitting there listening to topic at the topic at the topic at the topic that I just talked about. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Real delusional. Now, some people might be saying, hey, I should be flattered, right? That some successful comedian wants to steal my shit. You know, my topics are so good. I've got such a a cornucopia here, you know, that he wants to dip his fucking hands in my cookie jar. Well, to that, I say, well, I'm not particularly flattered when somebody's trying to fuck me up the ass. You understand what I'm saying, Lauren? (laughs) No, it's true. You should ask first, you know? (laughs) You know, I'm strictly missionary position. You know, <laughs> we got to, you know, <laughs> you know, I like to see what's coming at me. All right. Mm-hmm. We like to be fucked in a good way here, folks. <laughs> I've got a million ways of saying this shit. Okay. So it's like, you know, you could also ask, like, you know, how could they even hear us? How could they even know, you know, about us? We're, we've only done like four podcasts. We're still, you know, gathering audience. Well, we're, we're on a lot of platforms. We're not just on Apple Podcasts, okay? And also, we're, we're in a lot of social media streams, okay? So, uh, it could very well be that a lot of people are hearing us that um, we may not even 
be aware of, you know, uh, clearly. Yeah, that's how that that's how the internet works. I think in this case, especially, is like through through shares and then through like the sharing of information. Right. And another thing I have to say to these people, if they are in fact doing this, is that listen, uh, I may just have stock art for a logo. All right. And uh, we may just be getting started here. But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. I don't know how to call an attorney. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Hello, Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> that's actually their <laughs> That's actually their attorney uh, that sponsors their uh, podcast, which is actually uh, an ambulance chasing attorney. <laughs> so it's... I was going to say, I'm like, I think I know who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong kind of attorney. Listen, I've got a master's in English literature. I don't have a JD. I'm not, an, I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, you know. Uh, podcast license, podcast comedy license there. And so all I want to say is, you know, just, just, just as a final love note to, uh, again, this anonymous podcast for now, uh, look, maybe we're just, uh, new to the game, um, just getting started. But you know what? You never know. I mean, mm-hmm. my material is so good that you want to steal it, apparently. One day, you know, you're going to be looking in your rear view. And there will be nipping at your heels. Aye. Nip, 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 nip. <laughs> Happy Year of the Dragon, folks. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's only that's only a few weeks away. Welcome. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting. <laughs> I said in the preview we'd be coming in breathing fire. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Let's take <laughs> off all our clothes. Who gives a damn? <laughs> yeah, right. You don't want to piss off the Bitch Please podcast. So we will put a pin <laughs> in this and hopefully <laughs> we're not going to have to revisit it. And if we do... You shall be named, sir. Rest assured. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. So I just want to roll into, I had to mention this now. Um, You know, the uh, infamous Epstein list uh, was uh, uncovered earlier this month. Yep, they unsealed those court documents. Oh, yeah. And this list was a doozy, you know. Uh, It was pretty Mm -hmm. spectacular. Uh, I had a couple of um, sort of reactions to certain things. There was was one person on this list that, for some reason, just stood out above all the incredible names on there. And it was David Copperfield? What the hell? I mean... This guy is like a freaking, he's like a cheesy Vegas uh, magician. You know, this mm-hmm. this innocuous kind of um, type performer. I mean, if this guy, I mean, he's on the manifest. You know, if he's on the plane to Fuck Island, allegedly, I mean, there's no hope for humanity. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> I felt that way when I saw Kate Blanchett's name on the Oh, list. my God. I was like, What? Say it isn't so, you know, and this is all allegedly. All right. But they are on the on the the manifest of the private. Yeah. So they were flying there. Okay, For what? Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
So, you know, I mean, David Copperfield, did he did he make Epstein disappear out of jail? What the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was really kind of like, what? So that was particularly disheartening. And then there was the knife to my heart. George Lucas. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I named my dog the Millennium Falcon. Do I have to change yeah. his name now? This sucks. I, I don't think so. I, I think that since Disney owns everything, you should be okay. <laughs> well, he goes like, by... I try to keep it like that way, you know? I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes by Falcon, so we'll be just fine. Then this yeah. next one, uh, this was a conundrum quandary. I, I mean, Stephen Hawking? The greatest mind of our generation? Listen... I, I don't know quite how to say this, but like, is there a dick to suck there? Is there is there a body to massage? Allegedly, I I don't know. What the I hell? Mean, it, that <laughs> that was that was another one where I was like, I you know, it is true. It is the most powerful people on the planet. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that sex, the power check. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, he's so fucking smart. Maybe he figured out something, you know, maybe he could mm-hmm. get off via AI. I don't know. I don't know. And then there was one more person that, I mean, I almost hate to bring this person up. This, this person, I can't stand this person. Like, and, and, and Cameron Diaz. So it's like, okay, now I know why. Maybe she's on the plane to Fuck Island doing something terrible. Who the fuck knows, man? Woo! And then, okay, a couple, couple more things about this. Uh, the legacy media reaction. I don't know if you noticed that, Lauren. Um, because they said, um, okay, well, we've got this, you know, whatever it was, 400-page document, and our crack producers are pouring through every word, and we're going to present a report to you about this Epstein list. But please know, if your name is on this list, that does not preclude guilt. You know, and to that I say... You know, listen, unless um, you're a victim and your name is on that list, you know, it's not a good look, you know, <laughs> to have your name on that list. No, it's true. You're absolutely right. It's, it's just it really, not, I mean, you yeah, know, and it's, it's, it's hard for it to be innocent until proven otherwise. You know, exactly. it's just, we, all, we all know too much at this point. This I'm, has been going on for what? Since before he passed away, since the, the first like bouts of the court cases, we're we're looking at like almost six or seven years of this now. Unbelievable! I mean, people talk, have formed opinions. Yeah, talk about reasonable doubt. I mean, again, I'm not an attorney, but holy shit! And then, what do you think? Do you think that we have the full list? Not that this list was not spectacular. I mean, uh, I listen with with the depth and the profundity of the Jeffrey Epstein uh, debauchery debacle. Uh, I, I don't think this is it. <laughs> I, I think there's a part two here. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see that, but uh, nah, I I don't think this is it. Nah, nah. The shit storm is just beginning. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> all right. So even more important than all of these subjects... That we've been discussing today. Uh, this is a subject that um, I'm surprised it's taken me this long to get here. Well, I am here. I am queer. Get used to me. And the question is, 
again, another question. I'm going to begin it. this again. Uh, is, uh, is Kyle Richards gay? Now, what I'm referring to here is the um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And more specifically, um, I'm referring to my reality TV obsession. Uh, I am a Bravo-holic. I have been to BravoCon. It was like Housewife Nirvana. I will go to BravoCon again. Uh, and I have a love-hate relationship with all the housewives. But I am going to start with Kyle because she does have the most provocative storyline going right now. And, um, you know, uh, basically, I, in terms of this question of her being gay, I mean, I think she wants us to be asking that question. You know, and so do the Bravo producers. Ooh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Is Kyle gay? It's so itchy. Uh, itchy. Yeah, it's itchy. <laughs> and edgy, you know? And taboo, you know? Um, which it's really kind of not. But, um, yeah, th- there's a lot to unpack here um, with Kyle and this storyline. And I'm going to start with an episode that I saw uh, relatively recently which, um, you know, it had Kyle uh, skipping down to the tattoo parlor uh, to see her quote-unquote friend, Morgan Wade, who is a tatted-up 28-year-old country music singer that I've never heard of. Uh, And it shows Kyle tattooing her initials on this woman's body. Okay? So, hmm. And Kyle is like as giddy as a schoolgirl in this tattoo parlor, okay? Now, this is not the type of shit that 55-year-old women, friends, do, okay? Lovers do this. Um, You know, teenage girls who are about to get in trouble with their parents do this, um, which was kind of (laughs) (laughs) what happened to Kyle because she went home to her husband, Maurizio, okay, who she's been married to for a very long time. And she comes bopping in to the house, and she goes, Maurizio, you're going to be mad at me. And Maurizio's there in his big, bad, you know, daddy chair in his den. He's like, why is that, Kyle? And she's like, I got another tattoo. And he's like, what? Let me see it. So she lifts up her shirt, and it's like right above her vagina. Okay? So it's like very Oh. Oh, like like almost like a property stand. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. So he okay. looks at he looks at that and he says, "No more tattoos." All right? So really, this is uh, a dynamic that uh, is not a husband and wife dynamic here. Okay? This is really more uh, a father full of consternation over his um, you know, highly rebellious teenage daughter. Now, here's the problem. His teenage daughter is his 55-year-old wife. You know, it's like, what the hell is this? Now, let me throw in some more context and details here. Maurizio and Kyle announced their official separation, actually, uh, last summer. Uh, But when this aired, they were supposedly married. And when you look at this sequence, it's clear. These two people are on two uh, completely different planes of existence. You know? Uh, So... It, it's just, it's just like you know, connect the dots there. Um, 
And so here's here's another little tidbit for you. Um, Kyle, uh, sorry, uh, Morgan uh, had Kyle in her music video, and in the music video, they are lovers. Okay, and it's the kind of thing where. Uh, you know, it was almost like watching softcore porn where you're waiting for that, you know, cut to shot of the two of them, uh, you know, in soft focus with Vaseline on the lens, you know, in the sack. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And people who ask Kyle about it, she's like, hey, no, we're just friends. I was just in her video. It's like you want to slap her, you know? She's acting like a 16 year old. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Okay. Um,. But getting back to the question, you know, do I think she's gay? Um, is she gay? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, quite frankly, I don't think anybody gives a damn whether she's gay or not. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Because nobody uh, gives a damn about what a 55-year-old is doing with her vagina. No one cares about 55-year-old pussy. You know what I mean? Like, no one cares. <laughs> Well, it's interesting that they're almost trying to get people to care. Right, exactly. And it, it's like, it's kind of a little on the ridiculous side. Um, but it's like, you know, the thing is, the storyline may in fact not be manufactured. And I'll tell you why. Because as I mentioned earlier, the look in Kyle's eyes when she was in this tattoo parlor, you know, she was twinkling like, 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 uh, I, I don't know what. And uh, the thing is, Kyle can't act, you know? She's not that good of an actress. She, her claim to fame is being a, a Bravo celebrity. And right. really, the last film that she was in um, was in the um, low-budget masterpiece, um, Halloween. She was one of the two children that Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting in that film. Um, oh. Yes, which is, which is an anecdote that I love about Kyle. Uh, another anecdote that I love about Kyle is that she is Paris Hilton's aunt. And actually, if um, Paris Hilton almost looks exactly like her, if you slap a blonde wig uh, on Kyle, uh, you're basically looking at Paris Hilton. And that's another, mm. another thing that I love about her. Um, but really, uh, this, thing, this thing with Morgan is really, it's just a cry for help. I, I, you know, I think, I mean, you look in her eyes, the lights are on, nobody's home. The woman is clearly in a, you know, um, midlife crisis, existential uh, free fall, you know, and on her her way down, she's, you know, trying to grasp at branches and a branch that she grabbed onto because another detail, she was the one that DM'd Morgan first. Hello. Hmm. Uh, you know, one of the branches is this, you know, 28-year-old country music singer. And, you know, basically, the reason why people, are, I, I think, are, are watching and are intrigued is not really whether or not she is bisexual or gay or not gay. It's just that Kyle right now is just a fish out of Beverly Hills water. You know, she is, um, you know, it's, it's really tough to have to figure out who you are at the age of 55, you know? Um, and, um, you know, she's just a car crash in slow-mo. You know, it just, unfortunately, um, you know, it's just human nature 
you just can't help but watch. And unfortunately, I am also on that bandwagon, okay? Unabashedly. <laughs> I'm there. So, uh, you know, I just, um, I don't know. I look at Kyle and, you know, I just see, you know that movie, The Fly? You know the end of that movie where the fly is in the web and he goes, help yeah. me, help yeah, me, yeah, yeah. help me. That's Kyle. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, but the thing is, you know, look, she's putting herself out there. And she's laughing all the way at the bank with her sort of uh, tragic, I don't know who the fuck I am, you know, storyline. So I am not shedding a tear for Kyle uh, again. But we will put a pin in it and see if anybody gives a damn whether Kyle turns out to be gay or not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know if you watch any of this stuff. But, I uh, used to. I used to. And then I just, what ended up happening is they just had so many franchises. Yes, yes, like yes. So many iterations in different cities. And then I made the, the wonderful mistake of watching Hot Wives of um, Fort Lauderdale. Or Hot Wives <laughs> of Orlando, which is like a spoof of the Housewives um, franchise. And I was like, you know, this is all I need now. I just need Hot Wives of Orlando. <laughs> These housewives are really just a parody of themselves, really. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know. But uh, to me, it's like if you haven't heard of the Real Housewives of, of Kyle, uh, of uh, Kyle and, and Beverly Hills, uh, to me, you're living under a rock. I mean, or you, <laughs> you know, you have better taste than watching this trash, <laughs> which I love so much. <laughs> so. Ah, it's okay. I just think everybody has different kinds of trash. Like, I, so I respect I respect everybody's everybody's choice in trash. <laughs> well, you know, there are things that you call a guilty pleasure, and for me, it's just pleasure. I just I, I just admit it uh, wholeheartedly and unabashedly, yeah. and I, I enjoy it. And uh, you know, you'll be hearing more about these housewives soon, so we'll see uh, what unfolds uh, with our friend Kyle, and if anybody gives a damn about her. Anyway. <laughs> I wanted to also, um, for this um, first episode of the year, I wanted to uh, revisit uh, my Charlie Rose stories. I had so much fun uh, talking about my different exploits, my different run-ins, conversations, encounters with various iconic uh, folk uh, that I thought that I would do it again. Um... And what I noticed about actually a lot of the people that I've met uh, and, and of, of actually most of the people I'm about to talk about now uh, is that most of them were inordinately, if I can say the word inordinately, <laughs> short. Uh, I'm five foot five. That's about average height for a woman. Um, but I'm starting to think, who knows? Maybe there's something psychological going on there. Uh, because the first person I want to talk about is an actor by the name, he's a British actor, knighted by the Queen, by the name of Kenneth Branagh. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is. Oh my God. I love him. Okay. Brilliant actor. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. A-list actor, director. Amazing. Right? So he was coming into the Charlie Rose show and I was, you know, ready to go for him. And I will tell you that, you know, he was, um... My height, <laughs> he was extremely short, uh, very handsome, and extremely nice, okay? And um, he, he was coming in to promote a film, actually, that he had directed 
which was a very interesting film, which was a remake of Frankenstein with De Niro as Frankenstein. You got to check it out. Okay. Interesting movie. So he says to me, listen, I got a plane to catch. Could you please let Charlie know? I've got to be out in 20 minutes. Okay. So I said, no problem. I'll let Charlie know. I went in. I told Charlie. I was like, Kenneth's got to be out. He's got a plane to catch. All cool. We're cool. All right. So Kenneth goes in and TikTok, TikTok, you know, we're going through the whole interview. And before I know it, we hit 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, holy shit. So I start sweating bullets. Okay. (laughs) Charlie is not letting him out of there. All right. And he had him in there for a solid hour. And I thought, oh, holy shit. Okay. Um, You know, this high profile, very famous A-list actor director is going to rip my fucking head off. Okay. So he comes out and I didn't even let him say a word. I went into a profuse apology and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know why he did that. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I started apologizing. And what was so sweet about him is that he did not for one second uh, think that it was my fault. You know, he totally didn't blame me. And I had to, you know, take him down in the elevator. And at that point, um, Charlie was recording in the Bloomberg Studios, uh, which used to be on Park Avenue in this very, very tall building. And so this is a long elevator ride down. Okay. And he looks at me in the elevator and he goes, how can he do that? And I just looked at him and I said, well, it's the Charlie Rose show. You know, that's it. It doesn't matter how how famous you are, uh, how, you know, (laughs) well-respected you are. Uh, You know, if you're a world leader, you know, this is Charlie's uh, sandbox. This is his playground. And he does whatever the fuck he wants. And, um, you know, Kenneth really did something with me that I found uh, meeting a lot of these actors is they because it was a it was a high drama moment, you know, (laughs) and it's like they treat you like you're in a movie with them. You know, and um, that was um, that was my moment with Kenneth Branagh. But then the next person uh, was also extremely short. And this is a political figure. Ross Perot. Do you remember who that is? I do know who that is. Yes. Okay, Ross Perot. (laughs) He was he was a Republican candidate from Texas. He was a billionaire. Mm -hmm. And he used to yep. talk like this. Can I finish? 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 Yep. So let me tell you, he gets me in the green room. He is talking my ear off, dude. Uh, to the point where I became numb. Okay? <laughs> nice man. Okay? But boy, could he talk with that Texas accent just like this. So I, he is talking so long that... I mean, I start to become mesmerized by sort of a point on his body, which is his cufflinks. For some reason, he had these solid gold, I'm sure, oval cufflinks that just had me in a daze, you know. And when he finally stopped talking and I got the hell out of there, um, I walked past and there was Charlie. He was getting his makeup done. And the, the door was open, which it not it's usually was not. And I walked by him, and Charlie goes to me, Monique, you've been in with Ross? Everybody's got a southern accent here. Uh, Charlie, I think, it was originally from, like, South Carolina. 
And I'm like, yes, yes, Charlie. I was, I was just in with Ross Perot. He says, well, you, you keep wearing, wearing them pants. He's going to want to ride your horse. I'm like, what? I had on, (laughs) (laughs) I had on, um, a pair of these like jodhpur kind of things you know that had like the leather on the inside of the thighs and the whole fucking place starts bursting out laughing and i'm like damn he embarrassed the shit out of me but that was just one of many moments and then (laughs) the last person i i wanted to talk about is actually on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of size uh he was he was gigantor. Uh, he was um, a larger-than-life person, um, mm-hmm. actor. And um, what happened to me was I, w- I was downstairs getting ready to go upstairs. Uh, the show was going to be starting soon. And I get this frantic call uh, from the receptionist up there. And she says, you better get up here. Tommy Lee Jones is here, and he is raising hell because there's nobody from the Charlie Rose show here to greet him. So I was like, oh, holy shit. So <laughs> I run upstairs and there's Tommy Lee Jones and everybody is shaking like a leaf. Okay. <laughs> this man, mm-hmm. I had no idea. He was like six foot four. He had to weigh at least 275 pounds. Okay. This is a big bone. He's a I big had, dude. A big dude. I had no idea he was that large. I'd seen him in many, many films, <laughs> you know, prior to that. Uh, yeah. So he looks at me, he goes, Monique, you gonna fix me up here? I said, how do you do, Mr. Jones? I'm Monique Roussel. I'm from the Charlie Rose Show. Absolutely, I will get you taken care of. And I put my hand out to shake his hand, and he puts out his this big ham hand and, like, shakes me. My body goes up and down. Yeah, <laughs> It was, like, freaking crazy. <laughs> um, but he really was genuinely pissed off. But by the time I got to him, he kind of had a little twinkle in his eye when he said that to me. Mm-hmm. And really... Uh, my encounter with him, the only way I could really describe it accurately is, have you seen the film The Fugitive, where he plays that FBI agent? It's uh, a long time ago, yeah. yeah the remake of The Fugitive. Mm. That's what he was like. That level of intensity. And he would not let up. So, basically, he was treating me like I was in that film with him. You know, they're, they're, they're always acting. They love to act, you know, so it was that level of intensity. <laughs> and I had to be very, very, very serious with him because he was not fucking around. OK, mm. <laughs> that was big old Tommy Lee Jones from again from Texas, you know, with his big Texas accent. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of my more memorable um, encounters. He, he was totally awesome. Uh, one other thing I want to say about him is um, please see the eyes of Laura Mars. If you have not seen that film. Um, I believe it was made in the early 80s or the 70s. It's with uh, Faye Dunaway. It's with a young Tommy Lee Jones. You got to check it out. And uh, it's absolutely terrifying. And it's one of my favorite films with him in it. Um, Hey, so that's our big show for the Year of the Dragon. Uh, We did come out swinging. um, And we did this. uh, We used technology to make it happen, which is always good. Yeah, Some, listen, sometimes technology is wonderful. Well, it's sure, more often than not. <laughs> it sure saved our ass today. Awesome. I it love saved it. my ass today. <laughs> yes. It saved my ass today. <laughs> yeah. Technology is great when it works. All right. Well, mm-hmm. great talking to you, Lauren. Great talking to you, audience. Uh, we will see you in February 
uh, with more highly provocative topics, more hijinks, more fun. <laughs> Have a good one. Take care, everybody. <laughs>